We use our phones for everything at this point, and I am absolutely guilty of that. I look up recipes on my phone. I meal plan on my phone. I use my GPS, even though I know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) But did you know that you can also use your phone for some sexy me time? Don't worry. Your fantasies are safe with Dipsy. Just don't forget to use your headphones. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with vampires, Greek gods, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time. Explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup dipsystories.com slash just break up. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is looking at that greener grass on the other side of the fence. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that grass. (laughs) Yeah, fuck that grass. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. That's right. Uh, We are not professionals. We are not trained in any of this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our very humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. Do you ever think about when you take breaths in our intro and outro and whether people can predict it? Because I do. (laughs) I didn't, but now now you will. will. I'm so sorry for that intrusive thought that I just gave you. (laughs) All right. It's Monday, so we're going to do a quick check-in topic before we dive into that greener grass question. Um, Today's check-in topic is inspired by my real life and my internal struggle with intense shame and (laughs) self-loathing. Perfect. Perfect. Can't wait. Okay. So uh, this is just briefly inspired by the fact that I took my dog to the vet this past week. And I had recently noticed that she has like a lot of, she used to have like immaculate teeth. And now there's a lot of plaque buildup. You know, her breath is getting bad, yada, yada. Um, And I was just feeling, man, I was feeling wild about it. I was feeling so guilty, especially because I had this upcoming appointment. You know, my life is chaotic. I've got a toddler, you know, whatever. And I was feeling so guilty that my dog had dirty teeth and that I had to take her to the vet. (laughs) Like, like, Uh I'd go to the principal's office, basically. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I was feeling so much shame and anxiety about this appointment. I remember, like, driving there and just, like, driving in silence and being like, okay, Sierra, it's okay. Like, deep breath. Like, being ridiculously, inappropriately 
anxious for a vet appointment. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> meanwhile, when, my dog. Whenever I go to the vet, I am also super anxious. So I like, yeah, I am with you on that? that. Man, well, because you know, cats don't like car rides either. So like, oh, I put them oh, in the yeah, little yeah. carrier, and they're both like, rah, rah, and yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm just... torturing you. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just taken some of Opal's like sedative meds because she has some <laughs> aggression issues so go. she gets like <laughs> drugged before vet visits anyway so um we we get there and the vet basically looks at her teeth and, and our was like yeah they're they're dirty they're getting plaque um you know besides chewing on bones which te- uh temple oh my god not my daughter <laughs> besides <laughs> Chewing, which Opal doesn't really like to do, there's not a ton you can do to prevent this. It's a part of their aging. She even said that she used to brush her dog's teeth and just and just realized it it didn't have that, you know, the output that the you know it wasn't worth it. Basically, she was saying that, and that you know my dog's plaque was like you know it was at like a one out of a four, and um. And that we would monitor it, but that there's, it's just kind of a part of dogs aging yep. and, um, you know, especially with this like modern diet and whatnot, she's not out there like hunting with her wolf brethren any, anymore. Can't, um, can't but... imagine Opal out there hunting <laughs> oh with anyone. Oh my God. No, she would <laughs> just like... die immediately in the wild. Oh, um, absolutely. Just sadly looking at people being like, oh, what am I supposed oh, to do? Anybody going to hug me or feed yeah. me? <laughs> just trembling. Anyway, uh, <laughs> if you guys don't know, I have a very pathetic, pathetic pit bull. It's just so complicated. It's anyway, very cute um, And soft. So stupid, stupid cute. Um, <laughs> This is all to say, oh, you know, quick caveat before I keep going. If you're like a vet tech or veterinarian or an animal person there who has opposing opinions, then my vet, I'm sorry. like, I do not want to (laughs) know. Well, no, it's it's not that. I just like, maybe you're out there and you're like, oh my God, you could definitely do this. Like, I, I... That's not what the point of the story right now. (laughs) The point of the story is all of a sudden I was like flooded with relief of like, oh, my God, I had spent the the weeks leading up to this appointment feeling like a bad person, feeling like I had failed my dog and really just internalizing that shame and and literally imagining, imagining the conversation with the vet and how she was going to be disappointed in me. (laughs) You know what I mean? And like make me feel I'm an I'm an insane person. Um, But (laughs) I think it's reasonable. (laughs) It's not. It's not reasonable. (laughs) Anyway, so I felt I I left with this flood of relief and almost embarrassment that I had built up this thing in my mind that according to my vet professional is totally normal and a part of my dog's aging. And in, in, and I had like catastrophized it. And more importantly, I'd internalized it. I'd been like, I'm a bad person. I'm failing my dog. I'm doing something wrong. And it left me with relief. And it also left me with thinking a lot about how I do this to myself and like how often we, um, letter writers included, make things our personal responsibility or internalize them or feel, you know, insane amounts of shame over things that aren't necessarily deserving of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of wanted to have like a casual conversation about that because I've been thinking a lot about like, okay, so I'm going to. 
the next time I feel that way, I'm going to try to stop myself and say, is this something I should feel bad about? And I think that if I was like thinking retroactively, I could be like, okay, so maybe you feel like you've been you've been neglecting Opal a little because of the chaos of your life. And, you know, you have a daughter now. Um, well, first of all, let's find out some more information. <laughs> you know, like let's, let's talk to our vet mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of, uh, in, instead of feeling terrible right away. Um, but really stopping myself and, and trying to ask myself in that, in that moment, like, is this something that you should feel like a bad person over or, or is this something that you should feel guilt over or whatever? And you know what? Sometimes there's going to be, yes, there's, there's going to be a yes to that question. Um, you know, we, we are all flawed people and we all do things that we maybe wish we didn't or whatnot. And so if the answer is yes, then to what purpose are you going to feel bad? Like that feeling bad, I guess, this whole thing made me think about how all of those feelings were just pointed inward. <laughs> they yeah. just were like, I just felt bad. <laughs> there was no mm-hmm. action out of it. There was no growth or change on my part or accountability. It was just Sierra feels anxious and full of shame. And that goes nowhere. That has no purpose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know uh-huh. what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, so like if you if you are feeling bad, how can we put that those bad feelings? How can we give those bad feelings a purpose like how are we going to be accountable to change how are we going to grow or how are we going to soothe or heal ourselves i don't know all over the place but that's our second topic today <laughs> <laughs> i felt bad and don't want to feel bad anymore <laughs> legit um i mean i think of course i'm going to take it to like a societal level right yeah, and great. think about the ways in which like you know, particularly like in the United States, we live in this like personal accountability culture, right? Where it's like mm. everyone, like there, we don't acknowledge the idea that like things are outside of our control and like everyone is responsible for their own shit. And then we can judge them when they don't take care of themselves in the way that we think that they should, or they have a dog with placky teeth or whatever it is. And so like we internalize that and like, oh God, I have a dog with teeth that has plaque on it. That means I'm a terrible dog owner. Right. And it's it's only my responsibility. Right. Like it's totally in my control. And like I'm the only one that has any responsibility towards it. And like and I think that that leads to a lot of things around like our own sense of shame and understanding of ourselves. And yeah, and we forget the ways in which like a there's a bajillion things that are outside of our control that we can't spend time focusing on or thinking about because we're being drawn in a million different directions and B that like there are for sure interdependent ways in which we are responsible for each other. (laughs) You know what I mean? Where it's like, Oh, I should have known that I should be taking better care of my dog's teeth. Right. But then like, we don't think about the idea that like, Oh, actually there's like, can I rely on my vet to help me like do this Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, so I think about the idea that I like live in a neighborhood where we all own our own lawnmowers, right? <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> right? We all have lawns that need to be mowed, but we're not all using our lawnmowers at the same time. So why do we all have garages that all have a single lawnmower in them? It doesn't make any yeah. sense. And yet, like, Consumerism. I can't imagine another way of doing it. <laughs> you know, like, I know. what would the logistics of that be like? Or like, oh my God, I would have to talk to somebody or like, you know, and the same thing of like, 
you know, when you see people's sidewalks that aren't shoveled and like so many yeah. times my immediate response is like, oh my God, I can't believe this person didn't shovel their sidewalk as opposed to thinking like, I don't know what the story of this person is and why yeah. they are or are not shoveling their sidewalk, which may be because they're dicks and don't care about people, but it's probably because they're not home or they have yeah. other things to do or they have a disability or whatever it might be. And my response is never to say, oh, maybe I should help this person by shoveling their sidewalk yeah. for them. You know what I mean? I'm just like... We went way off it. what you were talking about. I love it. I'm here. I'm here for that. <laughs> but well, I'm just thinking I, about this in the context of like mm -hmm. of this idea of like we're all personally responsible for ourselves. We all have ownership yeah. over everything that belongs to us and that we have no accountability yeah. to each other or the idea that like your dog's teeth are for sure your responsibility. And also they're not your sole responsibility. Like the only thing you yeah. need to worry about. And also there are people who can support what it looks like to have your dog teeth cleaned. <laughs> You know I think I mean? <laughs> you're touching on like a vague point that I was a vague point that I was trying to get to yeah. is like uh, the diagnosis that we often do in our minds when something's wrong. Right. Like the scenarios that you just painted for me is like, oh, my God, I see somebody who didn't shovel their sidewalk. They're a terrible person mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, it's something that like I thought of when you were talking earlier is like money shame and how like we feel yeah. like we are broken, terrible people when we have debt or something like that because, and not, not really recognizing all of the thousands of circumstances that maybe have led to that, whether it be our family history, our, you know, lack of societal education when it comes to finances and, you know, mm -hmm. whatever, you know, class limitations, fucking, Everything. Um, and my dog's fucking teeth where I see the teeth and I say, oh, I'm a bad person because I didn't take care of her teeth. Not mm -hmm. having any fucking understanding about what a dog her age, sh her teeth yeah. should look like. You know yeah. what I mean? We jump to these things. And I guess that's the check in topic is like, stop the jumping. Take a breath. <laughs> yeah. Take stock of what's actually happening around you and what could the possibility be you know, what the, what the possibility could be of an alternate alternative outcome other than like hating yourself or hating your neighbor <laughs> and, and, and ask for help. I mean, that's, that's really, I needed to trust in my vet that she wasn't going to judge me and, and that she sees animals every day. <laughs> you know, I don't know, mm -hmm. just a general conversation about that yeah, absolutely <laughs> and it's like we uh, we seem to think that like shame is this like really powerful motivator for thing people to yeah, do it, things and like I it's did nothing not. yeah absolutely no, not. I, did, I, I literally felt terrible for like four days but did i google like <laughs> what should my dog's teeth look like or did mm -hmm. i call my vet who has like availability to call them at any time no i fucking just felt like i was failing <laughs> right. No, absolutely. And I think the same thing is is true when we're thinking about like how to build community with people, right? Is also yeah. like shame doesn't motivate people to want to be no. part of community. So like Yeah. Uh I just think about the ways in which like particularly in the United States that like so much of our ways of being are about shame, shame of ourselves and shame towards other people and just mm -hmm. like what a what a 
imperfect way for us to try and like live <laughs> in the, no, in the interdependence totally of our of our world right is to just yeah. feel so much shame about ourselves and also like feel the immediate impulse to shame others all the time and how yeah. that is just like so antithetical to i think the the world yeah. and the life that i want to build for myself and like in community with other people yeah Really took that I into that. a philosophical. I'm, I'm going to take it one direction. more step further and say, listen, if you have an animal, get pet insurance. <laughs> <laughs> that is really I fucking real. have never had it, but I know I should. Every and time I get an animal, I, I fucking don't get it. And then I, they have some sort of horrific accident or, you know, like Opal took a bunch of ibuprofen a couple of years ago, you know, or they 100%. have like a terminal illness that I didn't know about. And then I'm not pre-approved because insurance is a fucking scam. Uh -huh. and I just get it. It's worth the money because also I think they pay for your teeth cleaning. I think they pay for, or something like that. I don't know. That's great. <laughs> yeah. My friend Liz has two dogs and in the course of the last like year has had three torn ACLs on those oh two my dogs. God, gross. <laughs> gross. So, like... I have incredibly accident prone accident slash disease prone animals that's true I have, you do i've spent so much i mean i can't i have spent a wedding's amount of money on animals in the last decade <laughs> absolutely also i just heard a story on the on public radio recently about how because weed is now legal in so many places dogs are getting into like gummies oh, and yeah, like don't let them it's, it's bad it's real bad for them so like keep well, your gummies you know, away they don't know uh, how they don't know how to chill because no, they're like they're like listening or they're smelling it and they're like oh this smells like a yeah. fruit roll-up like of course i'm gonna eat yeah. this yeah me too me yeah, too same. man <laughs> okay <laughs> that's the hardest thing about weed gummies is you're like i'm supposed to only have one yeah, I'm are supposed you kidding to eat me a quarter of this <laughs> yeah, yeah. a quarter of a candy what are you doing <laughs> what are you kidding me uh, that right. is that's real that's so real, right? You're like, I just want to eat these all day. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's the second topic, folks. Let's get into the letter. <laughs> I, swear, I swear neither of us has had a weed gummy before uh, doing this podcast. We I are both 100% sober. Like, yeah. I literally just admitted it to my primary, and she was like, I'm fine with that. <laughs> they should all be saying that, by the way. All right. Uh, this letter, today's letter, is from HD, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing to us from the throes of a stupid crush. Hey, y'all, I'm hoping that you can share some of your signature words of advice and or tough love to help me through the pickle that I now find myself in. I, she, her have been dating my wonderful partner, he, him, for just over two years. We recently moved in together. This is by far the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. We communicate through issues, support each other in so many ways, and ahem, continue to have amazing sex. Here's the issue. Recently, I developed a crush on someone else. It was just a normal, innocent crush until my friend let it slip that this person was absolutely crushing on me, too. Now it feels debilitating. I can't stop thinking about this person, fantasizing about them, and going through all the what-ifs in my head. What if we'd met when we were both single? What if I'd be happier in the long run with this other person? I started doubting aspects of my relationship that I never give a second thought to before, Example, my partner definitely doesn't want kids. I still might. And getting into arguments over little things I've never cared about before, like clothes on the floor, dishes in the sink, etc. The truth is that there are some things in this relationship I wish were different. I wish we went out more, traveled more, took more risks together. These are things I can see doing with this other person more so than with my partner. But I'm probably just idealizing 
It feels like cheating to even think so much about another person, and it leaves me feeling guilty and awful. I love my partner and the life we built together, and the idea of hurting him in any way makes me sick to my stomach. I thought this crush would just subside, but it hasn't. I know that every relationship is imperfect, and a relationship with my crush would just have its own problems. Mm. Is it just a bad case of the grass is always greener? How do I work through this slash let go of this? Should I? Is it just a passing infatuation or is it telling me more about my current relationship? I would be truly grateful for any insight y'all have. Love, HD. All right, HD. Thank you for writing and for trusting us with this question. Um, you know, I think that it's really normal that people develop crushes on other people when they're in relationships, right? And yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that there's kind of like this idea that we have that when we meet our person, that person will be our forever. We won't want anything outside of them. They will be absolutely perfect for us. And and we couldn't imagine something else. And I would say that for the vast majority of people, that's probably not true. Right. So so I think that it's normal to develop crushes on people that, you know, are not for you or that like are kind of um you know, where you're sort of looking at and being like, wait a minute, is this real or is the grass, uh, am I looking at the grass on the other side of the fence and thinking it's greener than the grass in my yard? Um, but that doesn't mean, even though this is normal, doesn't mean that it's not hard to navigate, right? And and our stupid little bodies do things <laughs> <laughs> that like don't compute with what our brains stupid. are thinking. <laughs> Smoke it like a true head type on the Enneagram. Um, and I know that it's really hard to like navigate this flood of emotions, feelings, brain chemicals, all of that stuff um, that are that are happening to you when you're in you know, in space with this really cool person or thinking about this really cool person and looking at the very real reality of your current partner, right? You're looking at the ideal picture of this person who could be perfect and you're looking at the reality of, of what your partner is. So we're going to get into some ideas, some thoughts, suggestions about how you might sort of redirect some of this attention or some of the ways in which your your brain is going down these paths. Um, before, before that, we're going to take a quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because <laughs> love it. <laughs> honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. 
Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, my darling, thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this letter. As Sam said, crushes are absolutely normal. You're not cheating on your partner by having all of these thoughts. And you're especially not cheating on your partner by thinking, do I want to be with this person? Like we, we have to grant ourselves the ability to question. We all do that. We all, we do that in the happiest relationships. We say, is this where I want to be? And, um, and hopefully we say yes, or we can assess points in a relationship that we want to work on or address. Um, I think the the tough love of this letter is literally going to be um, oftentimes to move beyond a crush. It's not to say, oh, my God, I don't feel this way anymore. It's to say, I'm going to stop entertaining this. Mm. <laughs> you know, like the, the tough love I have to give you is tough love I've, I've had to give myself of saying, I'm going to put my energy, my thoughts towards where I want to be you know what I mean and I know it's easier said than done I know that takes you know not only is that it takes a lot of like mental work and toughness to do that but sometimes like if this crushes in your life like they're just in front of your face all the time so it's like really hard to not think about them Mm -hmm. but I have had to learn over you know decades of having crushes that fucking ruined my life (laughs) Or like having crushes that I didn't want to have yep. <laughs> that um, that you are capable 
of preventing yourself, like putting up some roadblocks between that person and you and your thoughts about them. You know, I'm I'm all he- here for daydreaming. I'm even here for fantasizing. Like it, I, to me, that's not cheating. But it's obvious that this is this crush is making you second guess where you are right now. And even if that's true, even if that's valid, like you said, this this crush is making me look at my current relationship differently, then let's go to the source, which is the relationship. We think it's the crush. We think Mm -hmm. it's the shiny thing or the greener grass being like, oh my God, look, that grass is so green. What if I was on there? Like, what would it feel like? I bet there's no bugs. I bet there's like four leaf (laughs) clovers everywhere. And we look down at our feet, you know, and the grass is like sun stained and there's bugs everywhere and there's no four leaves and it, clovers and like a dog has shit over there you know what i mean or maybe Uh we're just like bored of this grass Mm -hmm. um the problem then isn't the greener grass right we have to look at our our own grass and say like okay well what is missing that i don't feel this way about that person anymore and obviously a crush to a partner there's no comparison right Mm -hmm. you don't know your crush intimately you don't know what it's like to live with them and to be honest like i hear you on wanting like more excitement and adventure with your partner. Um, But that does fade, especially with cohabitation because you're, you're with somebody 24 seven and you're going to see them in the most boring part of your day. You're going to see them when you're (laughs) brushing your teeth and getting ready for bed. So of course there's going to feel like a lack of adventure in literally the source of your stability. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, so so what are the mental roadblocks that you can put between you and this other person? And how can you pivot the energy away? From, like literally, I'm thinking about this person. Nope, I'm going to pivot and I'm going to think about my partner and not to idealize your partner either, but to say, okay, there are things lacking in this relationship. How can I address that grass first before mm-hmm. I decide that I want to like skip pastures? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you asked this question of like, is this just a passing infatuation or is it telling me more about my current relationship? And I think both, right? I think that there's, that it's probably something that's like, like many of us do where we meet a person and all of, we're all just like, woohoo, yay, this sounds great. And then, you know, they, (laughs) they do something or they say something or you see them in a particular light and you're like, oh, this, this adds more realism to who they are. And, and, you know, that makes it easier for us to be like, yeah, okay, they're great. But also like we're, we wouldn't work out or whatever it might be. Right. Right. But I do think Sierra's right that this is maybe telling you something about your own relationship. Um, and maybe that can be a helpful thing to say, to look at it and be like, okay, you named some things here that you would like more of, right. You want to go out more, you want to travel more, you would like to take risks more, right. If those are things that are really important to you, how can you ask for them in the current relationship that you have before just assuming that you would get those things from somewhere, someone else over there. Right. Right. Exactly. That's an assumption. You don't know if this person, you know, this person might like look really cool at work or wherever you met them, but like at home just likes to watch, you know, Vanderpump rules every night and like eat (laughs) oatmeal, you know, like you don't know them. (laughs) Like you, you really don't know them intimately in the way that you know your partner. And, and I, what can sometimes be helpful about these situations is that it can tell us a little bit of something about what we might be missing or what we want more of or less of from our current relationships. And so 
I want you to, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, I want you to ask for more of it. I want you to say like, this is important for me to feel connected to you. Can we go out more? Can we take a trip? Can we do something spontaneous? While also recognizing that, like Sierra said, spontaneity isn't going to happen 100% of the time, right? Like traveling isn't going to happen 100% of the time. Going out is not going to happen 100% of the time. Like, you know, we can make commitments to doing that, but in partnered relationships, especially where we live together, like a lot of it is like Sierra said, watching TV or brushing our teeth or sleeping, right? Like all of those things that are necessary for our bodies to continue. So I think as you are like sort of looking at this person and being like, uh, they're perfect. They're amazing. They're wonderful. Like I could do all of these different things with them. What I want you to do is I want you to look more at the things that you're looking for and less at the person, right? Like less at the idea that the, these things are tied to a particular person because your partner might be really capable of doing more of the stuff that you would like to do, right? Doing mm-hmm. things that are going to make you feel more seen, more loved, more appreciated in this relationship. And I don't think you owe it to your partner to give them a chance to do this, but I do think that you owe it to yourself to give yourself the opportunity to invest in a relationship that is important to you. That is, that is in many ways really fruitful for you. That has a lot of good things going for it rather than just saying like, Oh, we're not going out enough as I would like to. And, and they leave dishes in the sink. So I don't think this is a relationship for me. And instead say, this is a relationship for me in a lot of different ways. Are there places where I can look to improve or ask for more of what I want or need rather than thinking that there's going to be some sort of like perfect person out there who's going to be able to provide everything that you need without you asking for it or without some sort of sacrifice or without going without something that might also be important to you. Yeah. And, you know, we've said before on this podcast that like if you're in a relationship and you're thinking about getting with another person and I'm not saying you're at that point, but you're obviously like fantasizing about it. Um, You know, it can't ever be I'm leaving this relationship because I want to be with this person. I mean, it can. That that is a part of life. I I get that. (laughs) I get that. But I, I, I always try to not do the comparison because it's not even footing. It's not, you're not seeing the whole picture. You have every detail about your current partner in your mind's eye. And you're only looking at one angle of this crush, right? Because you don't there. So they cannot be compared. It's like apples and oranges, you know? Um, And so when you're diagnosing and treating your current relationship, when you're trying to figure out what you've got going on and what maybe is hindering you, it cannot be, you know, done in opposition of this fantasy of what this person would be, because that, again, is a fantasy. So you can just tell yourself that that's the mental roadblocks that you can put in, you know, as you're, when you're daydreaming, do what I've done, my darling, and just say like, nope, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to take a glass of water and I'm (laughs) going to do something else. Literally. That's what it looks like. That's, that's Uh the tough love. The tough love is you get over it by doing something else, you know, and like, (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like an asshole thing to say. And obviously I have more compassion and I, than that. And I know it's more complex than that because humans always are. But like when I have done this, it has been like, okay, I'm going to put my phone down. I'm going to not look at their Instagram right now. I'm going to go wash the dishes and I'm going to start that project that I needed to do. Or, you know, like it's literally about 
reminding yourself, your heart and your brain and your body that you can do a reset. You can do a redirect. Like you are capable of that. And you really owe that to yourself. Like Sam said, maybe you don't owe it to your relationship, although like we can argue that you do like, but you owe it to yourself to do that pivot so that you're not getting rid of a good thing because of the fantasy of a better thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You want to be getting rid of a mediocre thing because it's mediocre. If, if you're, you know what if I mean? It like, if it is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Like if mm-hmm. your relationship's broken, then you want to leave it because it's broken. Not because you think this other thing is not broken. Right. Cause that thing is broken. It is a hundred percent broken. Cause we are all 100% broken all the time. Right. <laughs> like, right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. This is all hard though. Like this yeah. is, this is, you know, this is much easier said than done as is so much of the advice that we give. Um, and, and I feel for you in this. Um, and, and so part of it is this kind of two pronged attack of putting friction between you and like your, your fantasizing about this crush and also mm-hmm. looking at your relationship without comparing it. Right. And instead yep. sort of using what you're learning about how you're feeling to, Find a way to improve, grow, do what you need to do in the relationship to see if it has the ability to flex in the way that you want it to flex. Yeah, absolutely. All right, my darling, I know this is tricky, but we know you can do it and we hope this helps. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. We love you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more content from us or for you with like ad-free episodes, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as episodes without ads. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DM, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can get our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend, Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcasts and remember you are capable of redirecting a thought You may not be able to control where your mind goes or your emotions or your desires, but you can choose to have a different reaction to them. You can put some friction between you and an idea. You can put some space between you and that thing. Honestly, sometimes it's a walk. Sometimes it's doing a task. Sometimes it's having a conversation to get it off of your chest, but you can choose the response you have to thoughts and feelings. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>